0: Hey John, how's it going? It's, it's going pretty good. Uh, you know, we were syncing up there. I'm sorry uh, to already interrupt man, you. Uh, ten seconds in. I was <laughs> going to say, the second we synced up, I immediately thought of last time when you accused me of saying stink instead of sink and how I'm never going <laughs> to not think about that whenever we do one of these ever, <laughs> ever again.
1: I'm waiting for the day that you say stink to like mess with me. Last episode. Okay.
0: Not not like the last episode of Homestuck, like the last one we ever do. That'll be the okay. signal.
1: Okay. I, I will. <laughs> Uh but yeah, uh I'm doing all right. Uh it's it feels nice outside and I feel like that's dictating how I feel. Mm-hmm. Uh it's officially fall now. Yeah. Uh it, the 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 very first day of fall I went outside and it actually felt like fall and I was like, "Wow.
0: September maybe... is already like <laughs> fucking over."
1: Yeah, yeah, it is.
0: <laughs> we have like one week until Halloween. Uh,
1: kinda until scary.
0: Halloween month.
1: Yeah, a little a little bit scary. A little bit spooky. Uh I I think while while winter is my favorite season, I think fall is the most exciting. I don't mm-hmm. know what it is about fall. It's it's just an enjoyable time. Uh I like being outside during fall. It's yeah. pleasant.
0: Fall is uh, a, a very good season, because it's not quite cold enough yet or dark enough yet to make uh, you really depressed. Uh, yeah. But it, it, you, you can go outside, and it's a nice relief after the heat of the summer. I'm a big fan of it.
1: And and, and plus, when, when fall rolls around, that means that all the stores start, like, overstocking candy corn, and I get to talk about how much candy corn gets too much hate.
0: <laughs> That's a hot take. I'm not... Eh. I don't know. I guess public opinion has kind of shifted to be anti candy corn as of late. Um, I don't think it's that bad, but it, it is. Uh, I would not rank it very highly among the hierarchy of candies.
1: I I'm putting it way up there. Damn. I I love candy corn. I think I might be candy corn's number one fan. Uh, I I have, a, uh, whenever I get snacks, I I like throw them in the floor right next to my desk. And I have this. You I have, throw I have them the on fu- the floor? Yeah, I don't. It's ease of access. It's right there. I don't. I don't have <laughs> like an area to like properly put snacks that's not like in the pantry or something. Don't you have?
0: Do you don't have like drawers or anything?
1: Not to put snacks in in my room. Do you don't have a snack drawer? No. Damn. Uh, but anyways, I have the I have the funny autumn mix that has the 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 pumpkins and the the brown candy corn that I'm not quite sure what it's going for, but autumn mix.
0: (laughs) When does anybody ever eat candy corn besides autumn?
1: What the fuck? Uh, Most people don't realize this, but candy corn is actually a year-round food. Uh, (laughs) Have you not seen the, like, horrendous Christmas candy corn?
0: I have seen that, and that is... I don't know if it actually tastes different or if the okay. colors are just wrong. It tastes much worse the, to me. Yeah,
1: yeah. The the thing about Candy Corn and other Mellow Cream products is, for the most part, they all taste the same. They're vanilla flavored. And that's it. That's what they're flavored. But I swear, the color of it has a huge impact on on my experience with it. The Christmas candy
0: corn definitely tastes like ass. Like, yeah. it's not good. The The regular candy corn is, like, okay. I feel like if I eat, I can take a big handful of it and eat it. Um, But if I take another, if I start eating after that, um, after the first handful of candy corn, my enjoyment really starts to diminish. The, the Christmas candy corn, or any other alternate color candy corn, uh, does not even have the first handful, grace period. It just tastes like chalk. Yeah. It's not great.
1: Yeah. Um, candy corn. Yeah, candy corn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it's relevant to to the the podcast. It's it's so, relevant so to it's like, like, I guess. It's, it's it's worth talking about. uh Other um, things relevant. Delta Rune that happened.
0: Oh yeah. Um, I this is cheating because I said I was going to bring it up at the start, and then you did um, <laughs> to make it seem natural. Uh, good one. Um. Yeah, uh, Deltarine came out, like, as we were recording our last episode, um, and it's been a week since then, and I haven't finished the second chapter yet. It happens. Um, but I did, I went back, I was, uh, hesitant to, to play the whole thing, because I knew that, um, I was gonna have to replay the first chapter before I did the second chapter, like, that's gonna take a, like, I'm gonna be sitting down to do a big gaming session, um, so it'll be a couple of days, but I did... Uh, I went back and I played it all again yesterday. Um, and the I posted about it on Twitter a little bit. Um, But, one, the first chapter of Rune is still really, really good. Yeah. Uh, but, two, it's so weird and different to play it knowing that there's more of it and there will be more of it after that... Yeah. ...than how it was... Uh, on that fateful day in 2018 when everybody was like, Holy shit, Toby Fox just made Undertale 2.
1: Yeah. Deltarune. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it it's 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 so weird because like with Undertale, like we knew Undertale was coming. We we, we all gave our, our money to the Kickstarter, right, everybody? We were all there and present and old enough to give money to the Kickstarter. Uh-huh. Right listeners?
0: <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> uh <laughs>
1: Uh, (laughs) We we knew Undertale was coming. It came out like we had like an inkling of expectation and we, and we all played it and we all loved it. like, that was it. Mm -hmm. Uh, the, the, nobody expected Delta rune. I mean, Toby, there was like, I went back and looked at the Kickstarter and there was like a mention of a different game besides undertale, but like Toby was really vague about it and he said it would come after undertale. Uh, but we didn't expect Deltarune, and that fateful day in twenty eighteen was a huge moment. Mm-hmm. Uh and playing it for the first time was definitely interesting. But yeah, now that chapter two's come out and like I don't know if you've gotten in how how much how 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 much of chapter two did you play?
0: Spoilers. Um I left off when uh we get thrown in jail. Um Okay. I'm in, I'm in jail. I'm okay. Save there.
1: Okay. Uh yeah. Chapter two the, the first of all, the prospect that there's going to be like seven chapters uh mm-hmm. or more, cause people went into the files and there were like title screens for up to ten chapters, so who Sheesh. knows? Who knows like how long we're gonna be on the Deltarune train? Uh but playing chapter two, I definitely got an understanding of why toby was like struggling to do this game on his own because it's going to turn out to be like a huge game Mm -hmm. uh with like implications of like the systems that are a part of it it's going to be huge when it's done
0: yeah i think that something that really struck me about going back to it after especially after having playing undertale again uh this year as well um is like the playing it in like 2018 um it was kind of easy to forget like the scope of undertale yeah. Um since that was I hadn't played that game in like 3 years at that point either. Um but like even just chapter 1, which was just released as like this freeware thing that just came out of nowhere is like a, a huge uh bump in like graphical fidelity and like yeah. scope of everything than to Undertale. And Undertale's already a game that like looks and sounds great, but like the stylistic change is just like it it really does, there's a big contrast in how um, how the two games look, um, and the bit of Chapter 2 that I've played, um, the chunk of Chapter 2 that I've played compared to Chapter 1, even more so, is like, Chapter 2 is like, uh, filled with moving things and yeah. graphics. <laughs> um, yeah. It's really, it it, it, is, it it is easy to see, like, yeah, I can see why he needed help to finish this. Um, but it's yeah, good. it's really good.
1: It's exciting. Yeah. I, I I very much await the day that like we have the the full Deltarune. Mm-hmm. i I am very excited to see where Toby goes with it. uh one th- one thing that I kind of picked up on is i I don't know if you've got if you've picked up up on it with what you've played in chapter two. Mm-hmm. but chapter two feels way more homestuck than the first chapter did. Uh, I, 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 I look, I looked at like some, some tweets from other people and other people are definitely picking up on it. Uh, but I, I, I realized that like when chapter one came out, like that was before Homestuck had its kind of like pseudo Renaissance, like prior to the epilogues. And it, it made me wonder if like, after chapter one came out, if, if, toby like went back and like reread homestuck or something because it (laughs) the vibe of chapter two is like strikingly different than chapter one to me Mm -hmm. and to a lot of other people
0: yeah um i don't know if it's like jumped out at me as like being like really homestuck um i don't know if that's because like i already have this baseline in my brain of like i have these things kind of in the same drawer with toby fox labeled on it um yeah, it the tone does feel uh pretty different, um, and I think that part of that is just because like it's already set up like the chapter one already set up the characters and stuff, and so chapter two is kind of in this uh area where like you know like Susie and Ralsei are already like established, um and they can do some stuff, but like now we can bring in like new characters uh to and, and mess around with them, um. So yeah, I don't know. I, I I didn't really notice it being very homestucky. Maybe this will change when I uh, actually finish it. Um, I think this is also like getting into spoiler territory. It's also something that I am not really know anything about. But the other thing that I've heard people talking about is that chapter two has like an evil path. Um, yeah, which is I... really uh, sorry, which is really weird to me because I remember like one of the things that Toby said when chapter one came out was like this game is not going to have, like, the routes that Undertale has. It's gonna be, like, one thing. Um, and apparently that's not true. I don't know anything about what the evil route is. Um, I don't know how you start it. I don't know what happens in it. I am going to do it uh, after I finish my playthrough. Yeah. Um, but I I found it interesting that that changed.
1: The, the, the the weird thing about the quote-unquote evil route uh, is that it's bizarrely specific to initiate. Like, I think I think talking about, I'm not going to get into the specifics of how you started, Mm -hmm. because I I want everyone to go through the pain of either finding it out themselves or going to find the document that, like, outlines each step that you have to follow to, like, specifically initiate it. Mm -hmm. It's, It's so specific, and it was found by, like, one person who did something on, like, accident. Like, the, no, the, the. From what I looked into, there was only one person who found this on their own, and everyone else who has done the the evil route has like cited the the document that that one person like helped create because it's huh. it's so specific it comes off as like creepy pasta <laughs> like it that was the that was what I heard people saying that it was like
0: um that it was like what it, it was like a fucking lost episode type of thing,
1: yeah. I, I haven't done it myself because like I, I I am a I am one of those people who only saves on like one save slot and it yeah I and I don't I don't feel like starting over the game right now because it's so fresh in my mind it's, it's, and mm. I'll, I'll I'll probably play it at some point probably when the game is complete and I want and I can see the full ramifications of what what is going to happen after chapter 2 with that route mm-hmm. but it, it it it's definitely fascinating and it's a lot more grim than the genocide route in undertale
0: wow it's
1: it's it's definitely something it's scary to- toby, oh. toby toby like I, I don't know what he did <laughs>
0: i look forward to it that's, that it's 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 that's really interesting because like the genocide route in undertale is um kind of annoying to start like to start it you just kind of have to kill a bunch of stuff um but it's not like it, it railroads you pretty hard once you initiate it um yeah. and you really have to only do a few encounters um like you kill a bunch of stuff in the ruins and then the save points start giving you like body counts for like what you need to do to keep going um so i find it interesting that like uh undertale had a, is is very clearly like there are three paths that are, like, the game makes it very easy to find out. Yeah. And then uh, if there is, like, this whole other thing in Deltarune, especially if it starts in, like, chapter two out of seven, um, it's, like, super niche and specific to get into. Like, that's such a fascinating way to design something like that.
1: Yeah. Um, it, it, it was, it's, it's not only is it, like, really specific to get into, it's also really easy to, like, abort it like, you have to be, like, really specific in your actions to, like, carry it all the way through, because huh. there's not only, like, like an evil route, there's also a neutral route if you manage to, uh, like, accidentally abort the evil route. Oh my god. It's, yeah, it's 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 really interesting, and it has really interesting implications for the rest of the game, and it makes me really excited.
0: Video games.
1: Video games!
0: Yeah, okay, I guess... I guess we look forward to Delta Ruins chapter 3 Delta Rune chapters 3 through 7.
1: Hell yes. I I mean, good I mean so the far. good thing is T- Toby said that like the next update will drop chapters 3 through 5 at once. So mm-hmm. that's going to be exciting.
0: Woo. Did he say when that was?
1: Uh or, like, no. What the timeframe
0: <laughs> was. Okay. No. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah. Yeah. All right, pretty cool, pretty cool. Um speaking of eating chalk. Uh you want to talk about Homestuck?
1: Yes. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I thought that was a pretty that pretty a good, good time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um so So, what happened last time? Um Vriska came back. That's what happened last time.
1: That is what happened last time.
0: Vriska is back. Um and today uh we get to discuss some of the ramifications of that. Um but before we can get into our glimpse of the new timeline and of the characters and how they've changed and uh, are different in this version, um, we get to enjoy a, a nice little puppet show with Caliborn.
1: Yes! Yes! Um,
0: this is... This is so odd.
1: <laughs> odd? That's the word you are it for? I love Act 6, Act 6, Act 5.
0: I, <laughs> I also really like it. Um, But man, it's weird it feels like uh it, it feels like so like you ha- like homestuck in many regards is like this um like this cross section of like I- internet culture throughout time like it's like a
1: yeah.
0: like like I think of it as like a f- f- layers of like um what do you call it when like you're doing paleontology Um uh, there's like fossils there's like all these strata um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and the, the, this, like, this chunk, uh, feels a little bit like there was some kind of volcanic incident and it got warped up a little bit, because, <laughs> um, there's, the the gimmick of this is it's on Vine, but it's also, like, like, uh, the Potter Puppet Pals video from, like, the 1800s that Neil Cicerega <laughs> made. Um. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, it's just really, that's why I call it odd, um it just feels like like a like a mix and match of your cultural artifacts of of YouTube um and also Vine. Remember
1: Vine? Anyone remember Vine? Remember Vine? I hate <laughs> Vine. Don't even get me started about Vine. <laughs>
0: well, what's your Vine? What's your Vine take? I think I've heard you talk about how much you hate Vine before.
1: I Yeah, I I I don't like Vine because like people who are like just slightly older than me, like like 25-year-olds. They 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 worship Vine. They act like it was the greatest thing of all time. When 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 they're they're talking about like 30 videos. When when they say they love and miss Vine, they're talking about 30 specific videos. That's it. True. It, it, it is a very, very short list of things that they can quote that that make up like a very, very small span of time in history that like only they remember. True. Uh, a, a lot of people love to say, oh man, TikTok is just a Vine ripoff. When when I think that TikTok is like a far more successful implementation of what Vine was trying to do. Seven seconds is not long enough to make good content. I'm mm-hmm. sorry it if 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 you go back and you look at like old vine compilations like a jarring amount of it is like really racist because like the time that it was made in and also the fact you can't make like anything that's nuanced in 7 seconds
0: oh god i didn't even it, think of that
1: it's it's bad uh i i cannot stand vine and i <laughs> i hate when people talk about it it drives me insane (laughs) i have
0: never heard uh if you look at old vine compilations they're really racist um but like i i can't say i doubt it too much um i was i thought you were gonna say like it's all like the same like slapstick comedy where like you know you you fit you you crunch down your little uh your setup camera turns ninety degrees and something violent happens um which is a lot of the short tiktoks as well um yeah but, like, yeah, I feel like the, the problem with Vine in the seven seconds gimmick is that, like, you can make good content in seven seconds, I think. Um, yeah. But when, it, you, when you're pigeonholed into seven seconds, the number of things you can do is really uh, really crunched down to um, uh, joke with, una- like, non-sequitur, um, maybe racist uh, that just has shock value, yeah. uh, slapstick humor that's violent, which is funny. Um, or, uh, just complete, like, out of con- Like, no context weird video of, like, you running down, like, a dark alley and there's, like, a, like, I don't know, some weird shit on yeah. the ground. Um, that's, like, that's, like, every every vine. Every vine is one of those three things. Um, and TikTok, like, uh, g- giving you a little bit more time means that, like, yeah, you get all of the- Well, no, not even, yeah, it's, like, TikTok being long enough that you can get, like- People talking incredibly sincerely about how like they bought an evil crystal and it's ruined their life. Um, so good, amazing platform. Uh, TikTok has done so much more for culture than Vine ever did.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and <laughs> um, I, 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 I tweet. I tweeted about this like when I when I was reading this. I, I, I love Homestuck. I, I like it for what it is, but I wholeheartedly think that the the Vine. Symbol in these 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 flashes should be retroactively made into a TikTok symbol because <laughs> vines weren't used like this. I, I I think it's way funnier to like think of Caliborn doing like a TikTok story time about how he's God. Yeah, it 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 makes way more sense. And and Hussy definitely could have known like what vines legacy would be or anything. But but now that tiktok has come around it makes it makes way more sense as tiktoks it it just does
0: (laughs) yeah the, the the content of like this deranged manifesto about how he's god is so much better fitted for tiktok um i completely agree yeah uh vine versus tiktok where do you stand listeners (laughs)
1: be on the right side of history listeners
0: anyway uh we're what like 25 minutes in now 22 minutes in all right all
1: right all right (laughs) vine rants out of the way we can talk about the actual content (laughs) okay okay
0: okay yeah um (laughs) yeah Caliborn is ranting about how he's god um kind of uh he's he's decided to um put on a show uh for us um to spoil the end of the story um basically. And he's very proud that he's uh he's jumped into unconventional 3D uh puppet show media rather than uh just drawing on a page. Um which is i it's very cool. It it, it yeah. is really cool that like this is like part of the the comic, I think. Um it's it's pretty sick. Yeah. Uh also just like the idea of like Hussey doing all this in his basement uh or whoever did this um also really good to think about um yeah uh so what calborn describes to us is a is a maybe is a, is, a, is a is a is a big fight it's it's the it's the battle between him and all the kids um after he gets the rainbow eyes but before he becomes huge and ripped um He has the weapon from, uh, killing, uh, Yaldabaoth, uh, the house that we've seen before. Um, and he's also got, uh, another neat little, uh, piece of swag, which is the Void Ring. Um, uh, that's kind of scary that he has that. Um, and he he says that it's, uh, to, he can vanish and then appear places in universes he has no business fucking up.
1: Damn, that's uh, crazy.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, they're, they're <laughs> this explanation for how he does that. Um, so he's hanging out, uh, with his his classic gang, uh, with the the with uh, little Sebastian and Gamzee and Little Cal. Um, and suddenly, uh, all eight of the kids show up. Um, and they're ready to have a big fight. Um. He uses his weapon uh the house against the four beta kids I believe against the four yeah. beta kids yeah um I was gonna say I believe and then I remembered that I went and I read the text again and I was uh, I, I already limited that confusion because he just says it he just says it um I'm really good at this whole thing anyway uh he sucks up all the beta kids into the little house uh and their souls are trapped in there. Uh, or something. This is Um, horrible
1: for the economy. This is horrible for the
0: economy. (laughs) Um, and he mentions that this is the point where, uh, the, the weapon turns into something that can only be used against him, and so he's gotta go and, uh, seal it away, uh, in the, the depths of the middle of nowhere. Um, which is an interesting detail, um, if, like, the- if, like, John reached into the comic, um, and waved his hand around and it was the comic where him and the all of the other versions of him were trapped in, um, is this implying that, like, this little house is, like, the doomed timeline that we followed for so long? Is that what this means? Can you um, answer that at this point? What? I don't know. Wait. Like, do, is, is the house just the comic? Which, I guess, makes yes.
1: sense. Yes. Yeah.
0: So like, you, the
1: you the were kids supposed getting pay, sucked into it. Yeah, you were you were supposed to like pick up on that like when he first well, put he, his arm into it.
0: Well, yeah, like it's it's obvious, but like um the this this the the thing with like the kids getting sucked into it is like does this like have a ramification that like the entire comics existence is circular because like John Dave Rose and Jade are only in it because of the final battle. Is what, is, is what i'm asking i guess i understood the part about him putting his fucking hand into it, and okay. it showing up everywhere
1: okay uh i i don't know I, I i'm not too sure what the analysis of this is because there's we'll, we'll get to talk about it more later okay but i don't know i, th- I think that's going like a step far with it like the 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 comic is the way that it is because they're trapped the out i i think that's like thinking too much about it
0: okay i will it's, i will think less about it
1: it it is a funny weapon that is now intangible because they're sealed inside of it
0: what happened to them Put them out <laughs> fucked up um yeah uh so all the beta kids are sucked into the house um and and now it's just the alpha kids who got to fight him Um, and, and they fight, uh, Caliborn extends a sinister reminder that he still has Cal and it's, he's still an empty vessel, um, which will be elucidated in about 15 seconds. Um, they have a big fight. Uh, Gamzee at some point is completely bisected.
1: Yeah, I, I I think it's really funny that it just happens and is not mentioned at all. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yeah, I, like, saw it, I'm like, alright, I gotta go back and check, And but, like, no. 7425, he's there. The next page is zooming on the little cow sculpture. 7427, he's just cut in half. He's gone. Fucked up. Um, but, yeah, uh, Calaburn has a big fight with all the kids, and he beats the shit out of all of them. Uh... Damn he's good um he engages in uh some misogyny and also some uh some prosogyny um <laughs> i all right great stuff <laughs> he, he loves sogyny <laughs> and uh he's he's really doing some sogyny to to uh to them there um yeah. <laughs> great going stuff a, going a bit
1: crazy with misogyny. <laughs> um
0: yeah Uh. he clowns on him a little bit too much though um and uh while well, he's beating up on uh Dirk uh, oh noted uh that he has a he has an extended one on one with Dirk um cause he's strong and he admires him so they do some wrestling um and while this is happening uh Jake gets back up and he's mad and he and he does the hope explosion again. Uh, and there's a big cotton ball, and everyone's flying around in it. And uh, this this defeats Caliborn at this juncture. Um, he as, as he lies there in defeat, uh, he he ch- decides to to take Jake's name uh, out of uh, as, as a as a uh, as a gesture of respect. Um, an admiration, uh, and that's why he's called English. Uh, wow, we found it
1: out. Damn, it's it's one big circle. It rhymes.
0: Yeah, it it yeah, it's 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 one big circle. Uh, Jade, uh, Alpha Jade took the name English to fuck with the Candace, and Calborn took the name English to because he got beat up by Jake. <laughs> it's great stuff. Um, while this while. Caliborn uh, lies defeated. Uh Dirk gets back up um to use his uh big pink uh soul stealing, soul killing, yeah. banishing stealing spell, uh magic power. Um and uh as he prepares to do this, suddenly a bunch of horses uh come in. And this is the part where I'm like, I don't know I don't know how literal this is supposed to be. This is very <laughs> odd.
1: No, this is very literal.
0: All right. There's horses. There are horses at the last battle, um, and uh, a bunch of robot. They're they're robot horses. Um, and you may think this is this is symbolic for Arqueus, but no. Arqueus himself also shows up. Um, I guess he probably built the robot horses. Uh, the Arqueus shows up uh, and and restrains Caliborn while Dirk uh, does his uh, pink. Soul-killing lightning. And uh, he man- he manages to rip uh, Caliborn's soul from his body. Um, but he catches uh, he catches uh, Arqueous in some collateral as well. And also Gamzee, um, it looks like.
1: Half of Gamzee. And
0: half of Gamzee. Um And uh, he's unable to, to banish or kill or whatever uh, Caliborn's soul because uh, he's got a very powerful and tenacious soul uh so instead uh he traps him in lil cal um and and casts him into the in into the void um occupied by caliborn's and Arqueous's and half of Gamzee's soul uh so yeah
1: damn that's crazy
0: That's, that's the Lil Cal origin story, uh... How
1: how do you feel? (laughs) I,
0: I think of, um, one of the very first episodes we ever did, uh, when I made, like, a joke about how Lil Cal was, like, the, the ultimate villain of the whole comic, and at that point, I, I knew that, like, Lil Cal was related to, um, to Doc Scratch, who would become Lord English, or Hatch Lord English, um i didn't know this was the case
1: yeah um yeah
0: very funny to look back on um yeah
1: the this reveal was like sitting at the back of my mind literally every at every point where you like talked about locale and his evil aura (laughs) i I, I was just thinking about this i was like man (laughs) he doesn't even know (laughs) Um,
0: it's not surprising um I don't think it's like surprising at all because like, you know, Cal is Cal is a fucked up little devil creature. Um and you know, we knew that it, he was part of Doc Scratch, like that was how Doc Scratch came to be. Yeah. Um it just makes sense. It 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 just kind of makes sense with like the the whole life cycle of Caliborn. Yeah, um, but
1: like how 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 do you feel about like Lord English being revealed to not be like just a grown-up Caliborn.
0: That is the part that I was going to say that I'm actually like that took me by surprise a bit. Um cuz like the the Caliborn part of the locale is not shocking to me at all, but the part that's like he's uh he's part uh AR and part Equius and a little bit of Gamzy, that is the stuff that I'm that I was surprised about. Um the Gamzy is like weird, um, but it's not, like, you know, the signs were there, like, the vast honk and shit, um, the, the, the robot clone of Dirk and also Equius, uh, was, I just, I I don't even know if that was planned. I don't know how far that was planned in advance. That does not make any, I don't think that was foreshadowed at all. (laughs) Besides uh, that he's large and muscular.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I don't, I don't think that specific part uh, at least Equius being involved. I don't know. I'm not sure that was planned like super far back. Mm-hmm. Uh, there there were definitely like the allusions between like Dirk's introduction and like Equius's introduction, and like mm-hmm. I, I pointed those out, and I and I was specifically like like when I asked you like how you felt about like the similarities between Equius and Dirk, I was. Doing so in preparation for this reveal, mm-hmm. uh, so so those were th- definitely there. Uh, uh of course, of course, this this being a Homestuck thing, this big reveal was like insanely analyzed. People went back and like poured over everything. Uh, mm-hmm. Doc Scratch's weirdness and like how he interacts with people, uh, a lot a lot of people attribute that to being like the equius coming out because Doc Scratch was really a creep. Yeah, uh, a lot. A lot of people pointed that as being like, equous. Uh <laughs> and and the fact that like, Lord English doesn't look like a grown up uh, cherub because we 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 have seen like what grown up cherubs look like and he does not look like one. He he is a jacked wingless green pulk thing. I mean.
0: He has no wings, but the, I feel like the, maybe I'm remembering wrong, but the, uh, the, the grown-up, uh, the, the, the parent, the mother of the, the other, of the, of Calborne and Clappy is, like, pretty, uh, is, is a, is a pretty big green Hulk, and I, I, the, I, I kind of attribute the difference in, like, that just being, like, art style change, I don't know.
1: They're, they're more slender, and, like, mm-hmm. More skeletony. Yeah, uh, they're 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 definitely not as jacked. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. Um. Also, also, uh, for the Gamsy bit, uh, wh- how how did you say you thought about the Gamsy bit? Um,
0: it's not super surprising. I had always assumed that like the reason that Lord English honked and shit was like. I thought it was like a chicken and egg scenario, more like where like uh, I never thought that I never thought it was weird that Lord English honked because yeah. it was like oh I mean if the if there's some weird cult going on with the the high bloods and um, as we said with like a, with Curlaws and shit being in, in tune with the schemes of Lord English like it, it, I just kind of attributed it to being like oh the the. They're clowns and they honk because Lord English uh, honks.
1: Yeah. Um. Uh, the, there was one moment when Gamzee first got a hold of Lil' Cow and he, like, peers into the eyes of Lil' Cow. And it's like, mm-hmm. after that point is when he really, like, goes off the edge. And there's one line from him where he declares himself as both mirthful messiahs. Uh, and... The Mirthful Messiah being the what what the the clowns worship, but then there's also the reveal that Lord English is what the clowns have been worshiping all along. Mm-hmm. So it 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 makes sense that Gamzee would like declare himself as his own god because he did like see himself in his own god.
0: Yeah, I, that's actually that is. I'm kind of impressed with that cuz that actually does indicate that was that was planned out pretty far yeah. in advance. The
1: there there's also the part uh it's 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 when they first get when the trolls first all like square off on top of the meteor and there's like this throwaway scene where Blind Solix is talking to Lowcal and he thinks he's talking to Gamzee.
0: I completely forget about this.
1: Yeah, did, did the, this happen? Yeah. Uh, it. I think it's at, at the the five the five times showdown combo part. Hmm. Yeah, attempt attempt rare and highly dangerous five times showdown combo. Uh, here I'll I'll send a screenshot in the in the chat. Oh. Uh, yeah. There there. There's this part in the flash. Oh shit! What the fuck? Yeah.
0: I thought this was a. I mean, this is like a joke. Um, it is a joke,
1: but, but it 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 really recontextualizes the joke. Yeah, a little bit.
0: Um, poor Solix is just getting fucked with directly by Lord English. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: yeah I, it, I, I'm sure there's like master documents out there where like people have like reread the comic multiple times and like attributed like a bunch of past things to this specific reveal. Because mm-hmm. uh, it was a pretty big deal at the time, and yeah. it, it is a pretty big deal now because uh, that that really does paint the the villain in a different light, especially since Dirk's in there.
0: Yeah, the Dirk part I think is the most interesting for like loading as of Villain because like I mean we know that Caliborn is like a weird little freak. Um, we know that Equius is like a, a a weird little freak of a different breed, but still kind of a weird little freak. Um, uh. Gamsy, uh, also kind of a freak. Um, they all, all three of those kind of share some, some weird interpersonal issues, uh, and some weirdness about women, uh, especially, um, but, uh, the Dirk part is not, that's, that's, that's weird. Um, cause Dirk is like, uh, kind of weird, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go as far to classify him as a freak. Uh, yeah. he's, he's just kind of a weird guy. Yeah. Um, it also doesn't really fit with the characterization of what English that we've seen so far, because like, I get, to be fair, we haven't really had much one-on-one time with him, as um, it, like his complete villain self. But like, the he's he's been characterized throughout um, Act Six as like a, a big dummy who's just destroying things in like a perpetual tantrum. Yeah. Um. It's so like I don't know. I I not much I can say about the dark part besides this doesn't seem as as fitting.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We'll we'll, um, we'll get to talk about it more down the line, but yeah, I'm it, it yeah it's hard to know what's going on up in Lord English's noggin, especially when there's what four and a half souls in there, three and a half <laughs> something Jesus like that. Christ. A, so, and now we just how you do this whole math. and now we have a half a Gamzee just laying around somewhere <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no uh yeah um very odd reveal um and I guess also kind of makes me feel a little bit less bad about like some of the, this, the, the more sympathetic parts of like Caliborn that we hear about like yeah. I, I remember we talked about how like it felt a bit like Caliburn was kind of being like groomed to be part of this greater thing, and like he literally, we now know he like literally kind of was. Um, very very odd stuff. It's cool. Uh, yeah, I, I I kind of like this recontextualization of just Caliburn himself. Um, and I think we had plenty of room to do this with Lord English because like we've had he had like what like uh a one line of dialogue broken across four pages. Yeah. Uh back in Act Five. <laughs> so yeah. Uh what a reveal. Um yeah, we're not even like close to done with this reading yet. Oh! Um, <laughs> uh shall shall we continue?
1: Yeah, let's talk about the the best flash of this reading. Yeah,
0: uh MSP reader mental breakdown. Um, oh wait, no. Oh, I thought. <laughs> well, I I was thought, just I, say I, I, I thought th- we covered that pretty well. <laughs> I was just gonna say this flash is literally just what we've been talking about. This, this, yeah. this flash is, yeah. Yeah, um, I,
1: I think this flash really does a good job at laying out the timeline of Little
0: hmm Gives us a nice uh, recap. Is this a? Is this song just literally from the movie Saw? It's,
1: this is literally just the Saw song. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you, hussy. So, uh, yeah, um, and now we get, uh, we get the other Flash, um, and wow, this is a this is this sure is a, this sure is one.
1: Um, what are you saying? It's Vriska gram Get excited!
0: Yeah, come on. Uh, man. <laughs> it's a cool way to recap the whole thing. Um, uh, we get a we get a nice little um musical. Uh, montage of the the three years that have passed uh, since uh, since Cascade, but the version where Vriska is here, um, and uh, we get to see how her presence has altered the timeline for better or for worse. Um, and it's it's very cute. Um, and it's uh, it, it there's a lot of feelings in play here. It's cute. Um, it's a little bit sad. Um, I don't know there's a lot going through my yeah. head as i watch this thing can can,
1: can can you do me a favor since you're on the unofficial collection can you tell me the date the date that this was uploaded
0: the date of this flash this was yes. uploaded at 8 10 p.m eastern on uh april 22nd 2015
1: okay i i, I was just verifying that the the actual instagram account that that actually has all of these images is is legit and was posted same day and mm-hmm. it is <laughs> go check out the risk on instagram.com
0: i didn't even bother to check so I just assumed that this was a real thing <laughs> yeah but yeah um this is a lot um and it's it's not just a lot in one direction it's a lot in a lot of in a, in a lot of different ways um The, it's, it's from, from this montage, um, what I kind of got from it was, like, Riska being there was, it was much better for Terezi, um, she, Riska kind of terrorized Gamzee and, uh, made him basically not a threat at all, um, it gave her and Terezi a lot of room to connect and they really grew closer again, um, it gave Therese being with Riska all the time meant that uh, Dave and Carcat spent all the time together with the mayor, uh, and together, and they have a lot of uh fun antics. Um, there's the really great one of Dave with the the dick shaped hopscotch. That's uh, pretty good.
1: Yeah, they they seem like really good friends.
0: They're really good friends. Um, I, <laughs> <it's> the uh, <laughs> like there's the one picture where like. Dave is like lying on Carcat's lap. I Maybe mean, think of that one TikTok where it's like my my friend invited me over to play Madden, and now he's just acting weird. <laughs> That's a good TikTok. <laughs> it's a pretty good one. Um. Uh. So yeah. So Dave and Carcat are you know being great friends. Um. Rosen, we see a little bit of Rosen Kanaya, uh, being being cute, but also Vriska kind of just being there and making life a little bit harder for them maybe um it's kind of hard to tell based on all like from what everything is in here it's yeah but there's the one there's the one where like they're reading and like briska just kind of butts in and it's a little bit like eh chill out there yeah um there's a notable moment where she they there in the dream bubbles and she encounters the version of herself that's with mina yeah um, how did you it's... feel seeing this? I don't know how to feel seeing that because um,
1: because because last episode, uh, I I I alluded to this moment when when you started talking about Vriska being retconned back into existence, like seemingly erasing Ghost Vriska mm-hmm. from the the original timeline. I didn't think of it in these terms. Yeah, um,
0: I don't know. I had thought of like the the retcon like. Doing a straight up like hard reset on the entire universe, including like the dream bubbles.
1: No, uh, um, the like when I was really like going to town about the specifics of like how this was functioning, mm-hmm. I the, the 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 main thing that I was trying to like really hammer in on was that uh, the denizens like heavily imply that like a different timeline already exists out there and they're going to like jump to the new timeline. Mm-hmm. And that like the timeline that they're currently in is still going to exist and then like dissipate, but they're mm-hmm. gonna jump to a new timeline. So like all the all the retconning that like John did on behest of Riska, I mean behest of Terezi, was mm-hmm. like altering a different timeline.
0: Okay um i think the moral of the story is that you can't make me understand uh, yeah yeah yeah, how (laughs) stuff works
1: (laughs) uh i wish i had a whiteboard because i would love to like draw some whiteboard stuff and take a picture of it to help you understand
0: (laughs) yeah yeah um i mean i guess i feel i I do feel a bit better knowing that this version of briska is still out there living her best life um yeah but it's just like it's just a, a a couple of images that like this this meeting happened um and i just it just seems weird to me um cuz like i don't know we'll get into riska's behavior it, like that we see now uh yeah. shortly but like it does it 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 feels a little bit weird especially cuz like the riska looks like the younger Vriska looks weirded out by the older Vriska, like really severely weirded out in this part. And it's, it, I don't know. It's like, dude, she's way happier than you are. I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Uh, we also learned that, uh, Vriska kept the timeline pretty similar to what we already know because she she took Gamzee's place in doing all the spriting. Um, but instead of making Taver she just made. Tavros Sprite, so you know he's he's back. Um Tavros Sprite's existence at all uh is another thing I want to talk about uh once once we get into the conversations uh that are coming up. Um another thing I feel really weird about uh but yeah. Um Arqueus also exists anew. Uh I guess we already knew that because of what Calborn said, but like yeah, he's still yeah. there. Um so yeah, that's that's our Vriska recap. Um, it, what what are your thoughts on this whole thing? How do you feel about this?
1: Um, how do I feel about it? Yeah, uh, I I mean I still like uh. I I like the 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 new retcon timeline. I like the the concept of it, mm. uh, and everything that we did to get here. Uh. I, 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 I am tipping my hat to your acknowledgement that younger Vriska looks weirded out Mm -hmm. by old Vriska. And we will be able to talk about that more next episode, I think. Oh, awesome. Uh, but. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I feel about Tavro Sprite. Uh, that's probably the thing that, like, still kind of bothers me about it. Uh. And we'll definitely get to talk about that even more in a couple episodes because, man. Uh, but I don't know. I, I I like Vriska Graham. I I think it's a fun flash. The the mm-hmm. I think I I I think it does a good job at like getting us up to speed on the new timeline. Like it 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 pretty much just says, hey, it's it's pretty much the same timeline except is there. Yeah, and her her presence has caused things to be slightly different. Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it it I like it a lot too. Um, it just feels like very bittersweet to me. Yeah, in a
1: way. Yeah, it's supposed to.
0: Yeah, um, and I, I I it's it's weird because I feel like if I was like a bit a lot younger, like if I was like reading this when I was like you know initially reading Homestuck, like this is this could be viewed like as also just kind of like uh pure fan service of like oh character alternate universe yeah never died um and i feel like as a kid like that would just be how i read it like oh wow this is like oh what if risco was there it's like fucking uh this fan service um but it's i don't know i i I definitely don't feel that way about this now um it's it it's very sweet and it's very nice flash but also kind of (laughs) sucks
1: yeah Yeah, yeah i'm i'm picking up what you're putting down
0: yeah yeah um, so, uh, yeah, and we don't have to do much speculation on uh, what things are like, because we're gonna, we're gonna go there. Um, we're gonna zoom all the way in on, on Skaya and we, we see all of our, all our, all our guys hanging out on the lily pad. Um, minus Roxy and John, they're on their way. Uh, we got all, we got all the, all the classics, Classics of Guys, we got, uh, Terezi, we got Vriska, we got Rosen Rosenkani, we got WV, we got, uh, Davin Cardcat, we got Jade, we got Jane, we got, uh, Jake, we got Tavros as a sprite, and we got Arqueus, Um, the most classic guy of them all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and yeah, uh, Vriska gives a, they're kind of just, they're all just sitting around waiting for John and Roxy to show up. Um, and then waiting for the all the bad guys to show up, and then they can have their big, big battle. Um, so, and this is where just, things are getting wordy. So,
1: <laughs> I I, I, I feel a, like we need a word that's like more than wordy. It um, I I don't think wordy like encompasses how many words there are now.
0: Uh, you know how like uh everyone talks about how like. Charles Dickens wrote the way he did because he got paid by the word. Yeah, it's Dickensian or Dickensian. It's 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 reminiscent of A Tale of Two Cities. It's exactly like that book.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of fucking words here. Um, I took notes on what I thought was worth talking about. If I skip over anything, please stop me and we can we can talk about it. Okay. Um, but I'll uh, I'll try to slide through it until I get to the stuff that's kind of interesting to me. Um. Which there is a bunch of, so we're sitting around. Uh, we get our Riska. Riska does the courtesy of recapping everything for the characters and for us uh, on what is going on. Um, she knows everything. She's the leader now. Uh, and she's gonna explain it all to us. Um, she uh, she explains like you know, the situation. You know what happened. Somehow she knows that John and Roxy sacrificed uh themselves and every the timeline that they're coming back. Like you know blah, 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 everything that we already know. She knows for some reason. Um, the She explains her logic with Spriting, her, like, making the Sprites. Um, a, the way that she explains it is that she made Tavros a Sprite because she felt uh, bad about it. She felt a sense of personal responsibility. Um, and in my notes I have in parentheticals, uh, really? Um, because it's just so... I. Th- what yeah really okay all right all right um I, I question this because of the way that she treats tavros uh in in this reading um she made Arqueus uh because one it's funny um and two he is a tactical genius and uh it is it is their strategic advantage that Arqueous sprite exists um and she has also saved the other two sprites from the alpha session uh as used for basically uh re- revive tokens um they can res anybody who dies in extra time uh because where we're going we're going to be handing out heroic deaths left and right apparently um so yeah uh Arqueus is also disabling the tiara top so that's great we're gonna have jane back soon um I feel like Tavros being back kind of sucks for him, too, in a way. Yeah, um,
1: yeah, a little bit.
0: Like, I know this kind of applies the same argument that we just went over with how, like, it doesn't necessarily erase his ghost self, but, like, I feel like Tavros being like, riska I'm not gonna put up your shit anymore, I'm gonna fly away into the sky and never come back, is, like, such a good ending for Tavros.
1: Yeah, that... <laughs> that that's, like, one of the things to, like, keep in mind, like, when viewing this timeline, is, like, this... This is a Tavros who was like robbed of that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a Vriska who was robbed of like not even like really robbed because she, she didn't even get killed. Uh, she didn't have an inkling of experience that that the Vriska we know and love had in the dream bubbles, such as the the adventures with John, all the pirate mm-hmm. stuff. That that epic moment uh, on the way to getting the the weapon. D- this is a Vriska. Who has not paid?
0: <laughs> yeah, like we don't even like. I like you said adventures with John, and I went in my head. I went back as far as like the fucking part where she's talking with the Doom timeline John, and she's like in the snow outside of his house, which is like one of the most fucking emotionally intense moments in the entire comic. Yeah, I think. Yeah, and it's like this. Friska has never even experienced that, which is like a huge. Yeah. Like catalyst for like, oh, Riska is dead now, and she has. An arc after dying.
1: Yeah, th- th- this is a Vriska who is, like, on a completely different path.
0: <laughs> has has never faced serious consequences for being uh, a huge piece of shit. Um, yeah. Besides, like, losing an arm and an eye, which she has back now. Yeah. Um, yeah. it's It's fucking weird. Um, and... It, pardon me but like she's super bitchy in this reading. This Frisca is like super shitty to people. Yeah. And it's jarring.
1: Yeah, it I mean, I mean what do you expect? This is like I said this is a Frisco who has an extra 3 years of life beyond mm-hmm. like the point where she was originally supposed to die.
0: Yeah, yeah. It it it, it, it just it's it, it, it's 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 still setting in for me to, like Everything, like, fucking, how many episodes has it been since Riska died? Like, we've been doing this comic for, like, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ballpark it, say, like, what, like, probably like 36 or so episodes, 34, call it 40 since Riska died. That's like one a week on average. So, 40 weeks. So, like, it's, we've, we've, you and I have been reading this comic with, like, Riska going beyond, um, and, like, getting to the point where she was just at in the Dream Bubbles, uh, for, like, a year, almost. Yeah. And, and now we're just kicked back to, like, Riska who has never had to face serious consequences. Um, and has always just been cool and in charge. And it's, like, man, it's fucking brutal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, so, yeah, uh, Carcat throws a small tantrum about not being the leader anymore. Um it, I don't know why Carcat also feels like he's suddenly like act five act two Carcat again. Um it it, it 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 doesn't it I don't really know if I like this Carcat that much. It's weird. Um because he doesn't feel like he should be a character who gets, like, a big regression, but he does just feel like he's a really loud, angry guy again in this reading. It's really strange.
1: I mean, I mean, Vriska existing for him for an extra three years is probably, like, dead things to him.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, like, I guess it's, like, less, like, I don't know. It's, I, I wouldn't think that, like, Vriska's presence would, like, Cause him to not grow as well. It's very I mean, yeah.
1: I I mean, back in Hivebent, they butted heads a couple times. Yeah. So I would imagine, like being trapped on a meteor together for three years, there, mm-hmm. would, there probably would have been a decent amount of headbutting.
0: Yeah, and I guess the whole thing with like Risket spending all of her time with Carcat's uh, ex girlfriend might also be kind of weird for him.
1: that too. <laughs> that too. <laughs> uh.
0: So yeah. Uh. He's th- there's a lot of. There's a lot of Carcat uh, hopping into conversations with Riska in this reading. It happens like four times after this as well, where he just comes in, he gets really mad, and then he leaves. Um, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna, uh, we're not gonna, I'm not gonna explain it that much whenever it happens. <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, Trezzy and Riska have a little debate about reviving the dead trolls um, and using the sprites. Um, Terezi has, like, this really, uh, fierce, fiercely argu- argued perspective that, like, uh, Fafari and Nepeta did, like, nothing wrong, and, like, they should just let them come back to life, because they can, and it's fucked up that they wouldn't. Like, Solux is whatever, because he's out there somewhere, he's- maybe it's not their place to revive him. Eredin was just an asshole, and they don't want him back. Um, but Terezi really thinks that, uh, the innocent, uh... Trolls should should be allowed a chance, and Briska is like very opposed to this idea, or like she's opposed to doing it. Um, she says uh that she doesn't want to be the arbiter of anybody's chances of life, basically. Yeah, and that she only revived Tavros out of a sense of personal responsibility. Um. So, uh, yeah, okay, um. I don't know. I just feel like Briska Ter- just brought back Tavris because she wanted to beat up on him again. And it feels really bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah. Uh, Dave asks, who's the leader now, uh, Briska says, uh, me, Carcat throws a tantrum. Um, and then John and Roxy show up. Um, and, uh, they introduce themselves. Uh, and uh, Roxy immediately flies down to to Rose, and I'm like, okay, maybe the retcon timeline is good actually, because <laughs> my 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 heart is thoroughly warmed by all of the Rose and Roxy content in this reading. I gotta say, yeah. it's very sweet.
1: Yeah, it's good.
0: Um, I love it. It's 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 just so nice. I don't think we have things that are this nice very often, and I really appreciate it. Um, let's see, uh, so, John kinda, kinda walks around and greets everybody, uh, he's like, hey Vriska, hey Terezi, uh, briefly questions Terezi about, uh, all the, the Scalemate bullshit, and she's like, yeah, I was probably just fucking with you. Um, Vriska brags about all the personal growth she's done, which is extremely ironic, um, Yeah, great. Good for you. He, uh... He, uh... He he, he passes by uh, Rosenrocks. He's like, I'll let let you two hang out a little bit. He goes over to Jake, who is acting decidedly not Jake-like. Um... He's... Jake seems crushed. He's hanging out with Tavros, which is already, like, a, a low point. Um... Yeah, uh... He's, Jake just, Jake's just not feeling up to it right now. Uh, poor guy. Poor guy. Um, and, uh... John goes over and he sits down with Dave and Karkat. He's like, yo, what's up, fellas? Bumps all around. Um... Dave, uh... There's a... a I, I just can't get a read on Carcat here, dude. Um... <laughs> Alright, <laughs> before, before we get into this... <laughs> Before we, get into the, before we get into this long conversation with uh Carcat and Dave and John here, um was uh Dave also explains like, oh yeah, uh Jade and Jane are sleeping because they're evil and never skip put them to sleep. Um Dave uh comments on the death of Dave Sprite. He's kinda over it. It's very it's a very unceremonial little conversation.
1: Yeah.
0: Um He's like, yeah, I'm I'm kinda used to to the versions of me die. Um and I'm like, damn, I kind of miss Dave Sprite. That's fucked up. Yeah, yeah. And then we get to the a- absolute behemoth that is the conversation select. Um, the we, I, get, we I, get a.
1: I I, I I'm lo- looking back. I'm kind of regretting go- going for the whole, the entire conversation select for this reason. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a lot. It's definitely a lot. Um, and there's a couple, of, there's a couple of these here that I definitely want to get into. Um, the first one being, the first one, uh, I think this is probably the this, I think up front it just gives the most interesting one, like, straight up. Yeah. Uh, the first. Yeah. Um, there's a conversation between, uh, David and Karkat and John. Um, and I'll, okay, so there's been this whole, like, this whole time that we've been doing this, like, I, I've had this, I've known, I've seen and I've known that, like, Homestuck is, like, a big, like, gay thing for people. Yes. yes. Um, uh, I say gay because I'm scared to say queer, because that's a Whoa! controversial term. Whoa! But, like, I, amen. I mean...
1: Amen, amen, we... <laughs> <Can> <laughs> I, somebody I, get I, this guy out of the booth! <laughs>
0: I mean it in, like, the umbrella sense. I know that it means a lot to people in terms of, like, their identity, be it, like, their sexuality or their gender identity. I never really understood it until... But this is, like, the first conversation where I'm, like, okay, yeah, this is, like, yeah, this is this. Um, And it doesn't even have to be explicitly about, like, being, uh, like, not being cis or het. But, like, Dave gets into some really heavy shit here. Yeah, Um, So I guess... We can just go into it. It really um, does, yeah. And I really, really like it. Um. So we start out with a uh, car having. Kurt goes in this like tangent and he rambles about how he's definitely over how space gay. He was for John, and he's he's over that now, and he's not going to talk about it. Um, Thank God. And uh, <laughs> he kind of <laughs> has a minor shit fit about it. Um. <laughs> this is the kind of thing where it's like it's like, dude, this feels so out of place. I'm I'm not used to like Carcat being like this. Um he feels so immature. Um which is weird given how like insightful Dave is here. Yeah. Um Cause Dave uh Dave gets into a lot of like really really interesting shit. Um so he goes so uh, the, the the concept of homosexuality uh, prompts him to go on this tangent. Um, uh, and he just brings up a lot of stuff. Um, he brings up, like, the, the concept of, like, social conditioning. And, like, uh, what normal means. And what normal means to them now. Because, as he points out, like, there's no human culture anymore. The The kids are what is left of human culture. Um... And they have there's two words that are represented, and it's it's not a lot, and so things that were normal there's no really reason for things that be normal or not normal anymore. Yeah. Um. He talks about like he's talking about sexuality, but like this is could be applied to like pretty much anything I think. Um. But it's explicitly about sexuality. Um like, social conditioning and, like, the idea of masculinity and, like, joking about things being gay and how it was funny because of the, there's, like, the implicit understanding that, like, I'm not gay and you're not gay and it's funny to joke about because that's different and that's not normal. Yeah. Um, and he starts talking about how, like, uh, joking about it like that is kind of, like, an easy way to, like affirm to yourself that you're normal um and there's there's like this underlying fear that like if you start thinking about that kind of stuff too much uh and you stop taking it like a joke then maybe you would maybe you realize that you aren't the way that you thought you were um he specifically says like what if it turns out you're like not the way you thought you were uh and how that uh yeah and he connects that up to his whole thing so far of like living up to being a hero and he connects that in in terms of being like not living up to traditional like male masculine roles that he was raised with yeah um and i think this is all like really this is like really randomly fucking deep
1: yeah. um yeah it it it's it, really good it, it it's it sneaks up on you uh yeah the way the way that this ties into dave's whole be the hero thing uh it's really interesting uh especially like the 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 connection specifically between uh being masculine and being a hero like that that connection is there because like when people think because like when you think of superheroes it's always like the the big buff man coming coming mm-hmm. to save the day, mm-hmm. uh, and it, yeah it's 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 interesting that Dave's like long time struggle of being the hero is now being like rooted in like his identity. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it it yeah I I I really love this conversation because it it does get like surprisingly deep out of nowhere mm-hmm. yeah
0: it, <laughs> like it you know it's not like a a, a philosophical text but it's it it gives into some real shit right yeah. like it, it's it's more than i was expecting out of this um and yeah i imagine that there were a lot of uh angry nerds who were like i can't what the fuck i can't believe that everything about dave is just that he's gay and he's upset about being gay but like i don't know it makes sense um yeah. I I like I, I feel like it actually fits really well that like there's this whole like, you know, most of what Dave's story is like that he wants to live he wants to live up to something that he knows he can't be. Yeah. Um and he has like, you know, he has issues with uh, parental figures and like what and trying to live up to those standards and like I don't know, it makes sense to me. Um that it's it it's not even exclusively about that, but like that it it can both be like a living up in the in like in the shadow of bro and like being a hero and also a a, a story about I'm about being gay, um, yeah. Or you know whatever. Uh, I, Dave is I don't know if you want to label he's probably bi or something. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, <not laughs> it, it doesn't it doesn't matter.
1: But for um, real, wouldn't it wouldn't it be funny if if both the hosts of a Homestuck podcast were gay? <laughs> Wouldn't it be funny? Would it Wouldn't be funny? Be funny?
0: <laughs> Shut the fuck up.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, um... <laughs> I don't have anything to share with the class. Sorry, everybody. I,
1: I, I am laying out traps to get you cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> what do you want from me? What can I say at this point? <laughs> Go ahead, like... Aiden. Tell us. What would you think? <laughs>
0: going to fucking die dude oh my god um i'm gonna i'm gonna just i'm gonna just move forward uh, okay Okay. i don't know what the fuck you want me to say (laughs) um yeah uh so dave gives this whole heartfelt very real very interesting uh discussion about you know what it means to be normal and like you know expectations, and maybe not being, maybe not being, a uh, conformative of standards. Um, and, and John, uh, eloquently is like, okay, what, does this mean that you are gay now, with Karkat? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Karkat's head explodes. <laughs> and great he gets moment. super fucking mad. <laughs> it's great. Um, Karkat is, like, throughout this entire thing, like, so pissed off and embarrassed that Dave is, like, heart- he's, like, giving a heartfelt, uh, monologue about his own sexuality and his journey coming to terms with himself. And Karkat is like, dude, shut the fuck up! (laughs) (laughs) Um, also, I want to give a big shout-out to, uh, the, the- the idea of, uh, of the gay butterfly effect and, like- the idea of, like, John changing the yeah. timeline made Dave gay. <laughs> I,
1: I completely forgot about that part. And when I got to it, I lost it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I love how Dave's response is, dude, you aren't listening. <laughs> the,
1: the character who has been given the power to, like, completely, like, over, like, rewrite reality suddenly being worried that he accidentally made his friend gay. It's so funny. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's so good. Um god it's so fucking funny. The gay butterfly effect. <laughs> I love that the line from Dave the fact that you were wondering if I turned gay makes me think mi- you're still not quite on the wavelength I'm trying to ramble on here. <laughs> he just doesn't get it. He's so stupid. God, this is so good. Yeah, I don't know. I think this is pro- this is the highlight of the reading for me um from like a writing perspective. It's super good. Yeah. Um yeah, I really, I really like, I really like it. Um, yeah, uh, Karkat, <laughs> there's a tantrum, Karkat another tantrum. Um, I don't even think that I've read every word in all of these, they just kind of start to run on. Like, I try to read, I like, 7488 is an example, like, I try to read it and like, my eyes just start like, slipping down the page, like, I don't want to read all the words he's saying. <laughs> I feel bad for Hussie for, for writing this all. Uh, so yeah carcat uh, is not comfortable with open uh, discussions about uh sexuality um, unless it's an analytical perspective that he's not involved in I guess I guess he's got some some issues um, so yeah uh John also uh, he brings up um, th- th- this goes into a conversation about uh troll culture and human culture and like how romance works um. And, uh, Dave kind of says, like, um, well, John mentions, like, uh, you know, I don't feel like I'm capable of, like, having, like, you know, black romantic feelings, like, they just seem so alien to me. Like, I guess I feel annoyed with Terezi sometimes, because she can be weird. And Karkad immediately latch on, latches onto that, and he's like, uh, see, that's how it starts. You, you have, you have, uh, Kismesis feelings for Terezi, or you will.
1: You know what I wrote in my notes for, like, this part? What I I wrote, Carcat Carcat absolutely black pills, John. <laughs> Laugh. <Fuck off. laughs>
0: I don't have much, any more laughs left in me, man. I don't know. I'm gonna die. <laughs> um, yeah, he attempts to anyway. Um, Dave, uh, Dave ha- Dave puts forward his idea that like you know maybe we've thought of it in terms of like trolls have this different biological thing that lets them feel different ways towards people but from what i understand trolls are actually you know pretty complex and uh, sentient creatures like humans are and a lot of it might just come down to social conditioning and they just do things in a different way um which i also just like this from like a world building's perspective um yeah. i I've always thought it was a little bit like, I, I don't know if I want to say I've always thought it was stupid, but like, it's always been weird to me that like, we're introduced to this concept of troll romance as this radically different thing from what humans experience. Um, and then like, we just kind of march onwards with humans and trolls regularly engaging in like romantic relationships. Yeah. Um, and it's like not a problem. Uh, yeah, I. I I kind of like that this is resolved by Dave just being like, "Yeah, I I don't think that we're so different. I think that this is just the way that we're raised." Um, so you know, it's, it's an easy easy out to a problem that I think was kind of stupid and didn't need to be. Yeah. There. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, and the final point I have for this conversation is that uh, Dave asks uh John about Roxy and uh kid just really sounds like he wishes he had a mom um yeah (laughs) this is (sighs) the (sighs) okay um the whole dave being weird with roxy thing it's kind of a big elephant in the room for this reading right yeah I don't even know if it's an elephant room. It's just kind of aggressively there. Um, I want to I want to remind our listeners and ourselves that uh April of twenty fifteen was like kind of before, like the the whole internet developed an aggressive uh Oedipus complex, um, like. There was, there was a time before like, mommy was like an aggressively sexual, sexually charged term on the internet, I think. And it was probably yeah. about 2016. About 2016, 2017 that that happened. Um, so, I would just like to try to remind everybody to keep it civil and this was written in a slightly different time. And it's still supposed to be weird, but it definitely comes across as weirder to us as moderators than it was supposed to be, even though it's supposed to be pretty weird. Yeah. Um, just want to put that on the table. Um, Dear God, also...
1: listeners, please don't forget that they're literally related.
0: <laughs> I mean, that's, that's what the comic wants you to remember too, right? It's, 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 it's funny because they're related and that makes it really terrible and awkward. Um, We'll get to that in a minute though. Um the that's a that's a couple of conversations down 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 the road here. Um <laughs> I need a drink of water, my throat is killing me.
1: I've been sitting here eating all this candy corn.
0: I think i crazy. Alright, alright. All right. Okay. So next up there's the, the conversation between uh Rose and Roxy and Kanaya is also there a little bit. Um this is delightful. Um it's it's really good. Um I don't really have anything specific to zone in on here but like it's so pleasant um and I really like that like these two characters are interacting and they're so happy to see each other and talk to each other. Um at the same time there's the acknowledgement and uh like explicit understanding that like we we're our own people, and like we're not just the version. We're not just the they're not they're not just the versions of each other's moms, but like they're, they're 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 people who just are similar. Um, and I love that we get to have this moment. Uh, that's like both completing for these characters, these two characters. Um, but also doesn't. Uh, it, it also acknowledges them. Their autonomy is like people yeah. beyond just their ectobiological. Uh. Their ectobiology, I guess. Yeah, it's very good.
1: It's it's nice to just have these characters just sit here and and talk to each other. Yeah. Uh, I I know you like literally just said that like there's a lot of words, but it's I I think it's nice that there's so many words.
0: Yeah, it feels really good. Um, it's yeah, it's it's kind of a lot of small talk, like you're know, talking about, you know, wizards. Yeah. Um, the the idea of like, you know <clears throat> their their relationship and what it what they what it represented them growing up and like what it actually is. Like they explicitly say, like, yeah, like, you're not you're not an avatar you're not just an avatar of like my mother. You're another entire person. Um and then they're friends. And it's I love that. It's really good. Um they uh they talk about their relationships with alcohol, which is also like uh, it 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 feels it, I like that they get to have this conversation between each other and like it it, it it's like two they they understand each other and it, it just feels good yeah um and also the bit about like having no friends I never considered I never thought about like especially like do any of these kids have any friends in Act One but like it is so sad that Rose like had no friends off of the computer <laughs> pain it's fucked up. Yeah. Um, and yeah, can I just kind of there throughout this whole thing? She doesn't do much besides be like, "I would love to read your wizard books." Um, and then Dave shows up and he's like, "Hey, what's up?"
1: Haunting,
0: <laughs> haunting. All right. Uh, we we get to <laughs> there. There's like two more conversations before we get there. Um. See, so yeah, then we go to. Uh, jake and jake and tavro sprite um and Vriska, and this is what i was talking about when i'm talking about like Vriska's behavior in this reading um jake is obviously has obviously had his confidence shattered um does not he just feels like a complete fuck up he does not feel confident in um that anybody likes him what he could have a constructive relationship with anybody else um and tavro is just kind of is there and he's like trying to cheer him up and he's like you know, I had, like, a pretend ghost friend, um, but I think you could use a real friend, um, and I really think you're swell, and I think I could be your friend, um, to cheer him up. And Vriska is just like, shut the fuck up, you're both worthless pieces of shit, and you'll never amount to anything, so stop trying. And I'm like, what the fuck is your problem, lady? Holy shit!
1: Yeah, this... This goes back to, like, what I was saying earlier about the... these are versions of those two characters who... Didn't really get that post-death like character development, because mm-hmm. uh, I think uh, the the there there were some pretty like not not really bad moments like in the dream bubbles with Vriska and Tavros, like Vriska like still like acted weirdly towards Tavros, but yeah, still they kind of kicked him around. Yeah, but Tavros was like able to like stand up for himself more in the dream bubbles because there's, like, no repercussions. Like, what is she going to mm-hmm. do to him? He's already dead. She right. already killed him. And I-, I-, I think those two being able to exist near each other in that vacuum of there being, like, no real repercussions uh, really added some character development. But, like, with these two, Friska never died, and Tavris got, like, brought back, like, probably, like, pretty soon. So, like... Yeah. Vriska doesn't have to like live with the fact that she killed Tavros. He's here,
0: and, and Tavros has to live with the fact that like he owes his. He like she killed him and then brought him back.
1: Yeah, and also there, they, they, they there, there wasn't the Tavros moment in in this mm-hmm. timeline. They, yeah. they, they didn't get that inside each other's head moment.
0: Right. So yeah, so it's like Tavros has just been through like it's not just the same, it's like he's been through, like, the most aggressive fucked up cycle of abuse iteration yet, where she literally killed him and then brought him back to life. Yeah. Um, and she's, like, she's just really shitty here. Um, it's, it's jarring. Like, I said, I I use that word a lot, but, like, it is. Um, cause she's just talking to him like she talked to him in fucking Hive Bend. um, and she's talking to Jake the same way too, which is like somebody who she <laughs> doesn't <Jake>. really know. <laughs>
1: Poor Jake.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's messed up. Stop doing, stop doing Jake like this. Um, and he, he's like he get he's really put down by it. He can't stand up to him for himself. J- um, Jake is
1: in like the worst position imaginable. He's like surrounded by strangers. His his young grandma is like asleep because she's evil. Mm-hmm. All of his friends. Well, I mean Roxy's there, but. Lexi's
0: he- doing her own thing.
1: Yeah, like, Jake's just alone with Tavros, and Friska's just berating him for existing.
0: <laughs> it- <laughs> She's verbally abusing them. She's, like, straight up being like, you are worthless, and you will never amount to anything. And you can't even hug each other, because you'll turn into Jake Tavros sprite.
1: Could you imagine?
0: <clears throat> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> don't say things like that jake Vros have <laughs> it won't happen because it would be too difficult of a uh, of a name mashup yeah um for sure <laughs> for sure um yeah I don't know it this is this is the point where it's like so acutely obvious that like Riska missed out on some critical character development here because she's still like yeah. Man. Man. I don't know what there is else to say about that conversation. Poor Jake.
1: Poor um, Jake. Also, poor she Tavers. calls him
0: Jape. <laughs> she does call... She doesn't even get his name right. She doesn't even care about getting his name right. It's so fucked up. Um, yeah. Jape. <laughs> um... Yeah, uh... There's a little conversation between Terezi and Riska. Um... They kind of pat themselves on the back a little bit for being so great, um, and and being such uh such great tacticians, uh, and the, the great job they've done at, at training John to do everything for them. Um, talk about how uh, how cute Dave and Karkat are, which they are. Um, they talk about uh Taurizi uh brings up the the recurring theme of you know being uh. Being the best version of yourself that paradox space can allow. She talks about how um she feels like she's pressured by alt Terezi's actions um the Doom Terezi time the Doom the Doom timeline Terezi uh and she feels pressured to be the most uh heroic well adjusted and most productive version of herself that she could be and how she doesn't feel like she's that at all um which is a a, a theme that we've we've seen. A, Plenty of time in Homestuck. Yeah. Um, I just find the 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 use of the word productive kind of interesting. Just feels a little bit out of place there. Um, that's like some. That's like some talking about capitalism shit. <laughs> 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 uh, but yeah. Um, that's 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 what they talk about. Uh, and Viska is like, you know, just hit my cable uh just talks about uh you know people just don't get fixed um you're always gonna be a little bit fucked up uh but you can just try to be the best version of yourself and that's like true um it's again pretty ironic coming from this riska uh it feels bad and weird but like it's true i guess um i guess good for Teresa that she's doing better than she was when she was being abused by (laughs) camc A bit. <laughs> yeah, abso- Absolutely, a hundred percent for sure. Um, but yeah. Uh, the the risk is like, yeah, I gotta go. Uh, but you'll be fine. Uh, I'll see. I'll see you again sometime. Um, so yeah. Uh, that's and this is the point where Riska goes over and uh is really shitty to the to the pages. Um, and then wait, we have the wait wait wait. Oh Uh oh.
1: I looked out at my notes, I looked back up, and I I realized, the way you phrased the ending of the Vriska and Terezi conversation, she, she, she'll see her someday. I, at some point, like, Vrisca's like, alluding to the fact that, like, she's gonna go off somewhere and, like, it's gonna mm-hmm. be a while before she returns. Like, yeah. like post-winning. Like, she yeah. says she'll come back to Earth and look her up. Yeah, Like, like Vriska's about to, like, go off and do something.
0: hmm Yeah, uh, I... Did I forget to mention that earlier? I felt like that... yeah, you kind of you kind of skipped over it. Okay, my bad, my bad. Yeah, Vriska says uh, while she's like talking to everybody that like she's gonna have to go soon. Part of why she made Arqueus was because Arqueous is a, is a tactical genius, and they need somebody like that when she leaves. Um, so yeah, I guess Vriska is going to leave soon. Um, and do question marks? We'll find out. i I suppose i suppose we will um also that the line saying like i'll drop by earth and look you up is like also just like wow what like are we are we at the point where um we're acknowledging that like if if this all ends then they're gonna just go back and fucking live on earth and just like is riska gonna have a house is teresa gonna have like a house that she lives in yes
1: (laughs) yes But no, this is, this is, we're, we're in the end game. Like we, we have to yeah. start acknowledging that like they could potentially win.
0: Yeah. Holy fuck. Let's not jinx it. Um, yeah. I hope that Terezi becomes a homeowner. <laughs> <laughs> uh... <laughs> ter-
1: ter- ter- Terezi getting a letter from the homeowners association. Oh no. <laughs> Her lawn is like, not like cut at like at all. like there's like wild animals just on our property
0: (laughs) i can i can see it okay the other thing um this uh i i don't think that it's it's not i don't think it's explicitly mentioned here is is the terezi in this timeline blind still uh yeah okay because Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. I was. I was like thinking about that. I don't think that it's ever explicitly brought up. And was, like, yeah, she, she
1: never got healed by irania
0: Yeah. Um. Because she does talk about how like she feels like like she's the the Terezi from the Doom timeline that orchestrated all this is went through more than she did. Um. And like was more heroic and wise. I mean, like we know that that Terezi also like was in the middle of a gigantic crisis of faith about her own abilities. Um. And this was all like a last minute thing where she was like, "All right, if I gotta do it, uh, but yeah, it. I don't. I feel like it's a lot more questionable to say like, Terezi being unblinded, uh, is crucial to her character arc than like Ryska dying. But it is also like a weird thing to point out, although like, yeah, Terezi was way, went through a lot of way shittier stuff, and I think was at a. Way less terrible baseline, so like I don't know. Yeah, it's it's the the versus the one that jumps up, but it's 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 tough to like remember like oh all these characters are different than the ones that we last met them as they're very different. Um, so yeah. Uh, we now go over to Dave, who goes over to to Roxy and Rose and Kanaya and proceeds to be really weird. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, I don't have much to say other than he just acts really weird. <laughs> he keeps calling Roxy mom. Um, keeps making Freudian slips galore. Um, like I said, it's important to remember that this was not just how everybody talked when they were horny, uh, in 2015. This is, this is funny. I promise you guys laugh I please <laughs> you don't have to laugh you just have to understand it you just have to understand that this is like Dave is not supposed to sound like he's like being horny in like twitter replies
1: yeah I'm just being it, weird re- it's re, it's re- this bit in in 2021 it's tough the 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 maybe you should speak for yourself line like nearly <laughs> killed me it nearly <laughs> took me out it, it, it I s- <laughs> <laughs> I can't even put it in I, words like what it did to me I
0: felt my soul I read it and I was like wait and I reread it again and I'm like oh I feel my soul separating from my mortal body <laughs> like come on dude Jesus Christ um yeah uh I don't know how to describe this, this whole first chunk um great stuff thanks Thanks, Dave. Um... <laughs> good lord. Oh. The, the oh my dick yes line as well. <laughs> like, come on. Dude. I, I do love Rose just being like, Dave, please. yeah, <laughs> Be normal. Um... It's like not... It's not helped that much by Roxy being like, you'd like anyone? Um which is it's less weird it that like the the roxy being like "You ever kiss anybody is like just more it wouldn't be weird except that dave has already made it weird i think um that just reads like like just playful ribbing um like just roxy teasing him which i think ironically uh Makes her feel more like a mom figure that like she's teasing him about that stuff. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Uh, they they continue to talk. Uh, Dave dodges the question of whether he's ever uh, kissed anybody. Um, which means that he's made out with Carcat, I think.
1: <laughs> Stop the presses! <laughs> <laughs> he's he's
0: he's pretty evasive. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Um and everybody everybody keeps bringing up Dave Cat so like it's, it's, it's a recurring theme. Um yeah, uh we learned that uh that Roxy was a Nintendo kid um and Dave was a was a Xbox guy. Um <laughs> which is which is great, I guess. <laughs> um the the conversation eventually turns to something uh, a bit more meaningful from all the small talk um which is the topic of the the quest uh, in in the game, um, and their their relationships to it. Yeah. Um, they talk about uh, how you know Dave kind of had this weird idea about his quest and how it all involved like the dead bird and the breaking the sword and unbreaking the sword, and all this shit. Um, and how uh, Rose just kind of tore it all apart. Um, and Dave muses, you know, maybe. The whole thing where Rose just went crazy and ripped everything up, and then came back to reality was supposed to be her quest from the start. Um, there's some like meta criticism of like the idea of the quest being gamified, which like I don't know. I think the 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 concept of the 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 personal quest in Super is like one of the coolest things about the first half of the comic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I yeah I don't think it's in. I don't think that like it's in entirely like Hussey being like, this is a stupid idea. But because at the end of this conversation, um, Riska butts in and is like, yeah, if you ever see your guardian, make sure to just kill it. That one's an asshole. And it just comes across as like so blunt and rude that it's like, yeah, okay. I think that the narrative is still kind of on the side of the concept of the quest.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like
0: chill. Jesus Christ. Um, but yeah, it's it, it the 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 idea like the, the they're becoming self aware of their own arcs as characters. Um. Anyway, uh. Rose
1: Sprite. Rose Sprite. <laughs> Rose Sprite exists. I for, I forgot like how like sudden the the introduction of Rose Sprite is because it's it's the way it happens in the text is really funny.
0: Yeah, Vriska comes in and she's like, Yeah, fuck your quest. It's stupid. You should just kill the 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 denizen. And then Rose Sprite just has a line of dialogue, and then the next panel she's floating there. Can we appreciate the faces on this panel? Um Vriska is I love that like Vriska's face has been is is edited from the default a little bit. She's like kinda (laughs) pissed off looking. Yeah. And (laughs) Rose has just taken critical damage. (laughs) Um so, yeah, we learned that uh, after Roxy buried the dead Rose, Jasper Sprite dug her up and put her into one of the sprites.
1: Great. <laughs> this is the best thing to happen. This is so fucked up. I don't know how to feel about this. The second best thing to happen. Oh my god. Uh, um, Rose, like, freaking out and saying, like, how meaningless everything is 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 a really great reaction because it really is this is yeah. like, this it this literally is one of the most meaningless things to happen in the comic I don't doubt it it's so
0: stupid um like I we have the consequence of we only have one empty kernel left um it, 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 there's just two roses now um it's like <laughs> we're we're 7500 pages in we don't have time to do another Dave sprite um there's just two roses now, uh, yeah. Rose has a Rose has a minor breakdown, um, and just kind of is lying on the floor doing a Joker laugh. Um, at how stupid this all is, and how, uh, she she sees absolutely no meaning in this uh, as a seer. Um, it's stupid. Uh, she has no arc. It's dumb. <laughs> And Dave is like, we don't have arcs. We're people, <laughs> which is really good.
1: Yeah, really, really, really good line. <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Let's see. Uh, we have this conversation between Kanaya and Riska about uh, a, a a bunch of stuff. Um. They talk about the. Uh, Kanaya comes across. Kanaya comes across as like old Kanaya. She feels very passive aggressive here. Um, big throwback. Uh, which I don't know. It doesn't feel like a regression. It just is a little bit, you know, yeah. old school. Um, I don't know. Kanaya came into the comic being pretty good. I don't think that she has far to fall. Um, they talk about uh how Riska never leaves them alone. Um, and how Kanaya wishes she had some privacy sometimes. Um that leads into the conversation about the the publicity of romance in general. Um, how, uh... Briska's at a point in her life where the only real kind of romance that she wants to do is the pale variety. She has a really strong more um, allegiance with Terezi, uh, and she doesn't really have any desire to, uh... go black or red with anybody. Um, get your asexual Briska mood boards out, everybody. Let's go! Now is your time. Um... Talk about, uh, how Riska always kind of felt like it was a public affair. Like, she always flaunted whatever, uh, kismesis she had at the time, um, which is funny, uh, to think about. Yeah. Um... But, yeah. Uh... The... the how did they just handle it differently? Uh... She says that, uh, Karkat, uh, with Karkat, it feels like he's guarding state secrets. Um, which is, <laughs> which is great. Um... They, uh, they... Bring up the the differences between human and troll culture. Um, how weird it is that humans have families. Um, I love that the way that she puts it is like, you you're living in a house with your clone and like your other older clones. Um, and how much of a disaster that would be for troll society. And I love that that's like, the troll perspective on what a human family is like. It's very funny. Yeah. Um, she's like you know although. The, the decentralized mating strategy, quote unquote, uh, is definitely less susceptible to being completely fucked up like ours was. Um, so they have the topic, So that goes to the topic of you know the matrior and you know bringing back the the troll species um, and how you know Kenai can, can do it. Uh, riska has a little bit risk. Riska has riska has faith in her, which is you know uncharacteristically supportive of Riska. <laughs> this point um yeah it's 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 good um and then karkat storms in and he has a shit fit
1: he really does <laughs> he, this is
0: one of them this is maybe the most aggressive karkat shit fit um he really hates friska like really um to the point where uh he he starts about like it being like a black rom thing. Um, so Vriska leaves and Kanaya, uh, takes Karkat aside. She puts her hand on her shoulder and she's like, "Listen, buddy, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good." Yeah, <laughs> I I love Kanaya just sincerely being like, "Buddy, not this one." <laughs> <laughs> She's not looking for this, and no, just don't. <laughs> and they uh they part uh with the with a promise to to have an academic discussion about this whole thing at some point later. Um, cause at the end of the day, they are both fucking romance novel. nerds yeah. I really wish that there was more more of this dynamic between, like, more of the like. They're just both these insufferable romance nerds. I I wish that there, there was more than like just this about it. It's so funny,
1: bro. You want more words in Homestuck? Yeah, I want more You're words. Insane.
0: I want more words of Kanaya being a smart person and Karkat being a stupid person.
1: <laughs> okay, I, yeah, I can respect that.
0: <laughs> um, I reminded of the paradox space comic where Karkat has like shelves and shelves of romance novels, yeah. like hid on the meteor. Really good, really good, like concept for content. Um, let's see. And there's a what's the last one? Uh, or is, there,
1: there's there's two more
0: right. than, there's two there's two. Um, so the first one, these I have relatively few notes on. Um, yeah. So Dave, uh, comes over uh, to talk, uh, with uh another group because things are getting. He's embarrassed himself thoroughly in front of the lawns and he wants to talk to somebody else. Um Arqueus is uh, adequately detached from being bro that he feels like he can exist around him without having a meltdown. Um uh, so they they just kinda uh, chat a little bit about Arqueus Sprite not quite being there's not a lot of Dirk in there, but it's it's there. Um Riska uh, says, "Like, yeah, Dirk's gonna be here when all the bad guys get here." Um, she says the same time. Okay, the line that where she says this, he's scheduled to arrive around the same time as all the other bad guys. Um, that's interesting. Damn, that's
1: crazy. That's a crazy wording.
0: Yeah. Um. Hmm. Interesting. (laughs) I hope Dirk's not evil. That'd be fucked up. Um. Although, I guess we haven't seen whatever happened with him in this timeline, so... Hmm. Guess we'll find out. Uh, Dave keeps asking if there are drinks in the fridge. Um, there are not drinks in the fridge. Gamzee is in the fridge, and he is, uh, to remain captive there forever. Um, and Dave is like, yo, we should totally let him out. It would be a good idea. And is like, no, we're not going to let Gamzee out of the fridge. <laughs>
1: Wouldn't that be funny? If Gamzee (laughs) were were outside of the fridge?
0: Wouldn't it be funny if we let Gamzee go? That would be funny, I think. Um, it would be a good bit. Uh, I love that Dave is, like, earnestly concerned for Gamzee's well-being. He's like, you're just gonna let him suffocate in there? (laughs) You're just gonna let him fucking die? (laughs) Um. Vriska explains that, uh... He'll be fine because he literally, she literally says that he has plot armor. Yeah. Um, because he's relevant to some shit in the new universe. Uh, and so her plan is to just drop the fridge in the ocean and let him figure it out.
1: Um, interesting. Interesting. I, I I mean, around this point, uh, I, 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 Hussey said it somewhere or someone said it somewhere. I, I can't remember if it was said in comic or, like, it was a hussy post somewhere, but it, it, it was said that there is not a timeline that exists where Gamzee dies.
0: Jesus Christ.
1: Uh, I, which, I, I which is why... Game. the the, the when, when Game Over happened, there were a lot of people who, like, pointed at that and were like, this is a Doom timeline. Like, immediately. And they started mm-hmm. piecing together, like, what was about to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh... But yeah. but like the the depiction that Caliborn made of like C- Gamzee getting sliced in half and then absorbed into Lord English, like a lot of people questioned, yeah, uh, the masterpiece because Caliborn tends to be a bit unreliable w- with his art projects. Uh, yeah. But a lot of people like pretty immediately accepted that as like the final destination of Gamzee. Uh so the 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 line where Rizka like says he has plot armor, uh, I, I I feel like is a direct nod to like Hussy like saying that like G- Gamzee has to stay alive.
0: Gamzee cannot die.
1: The Gamzee clown cannot, cannot die. die. Yeah, nothing kills the I, clown.
0: Yeah, I don't remember if it was explicitly stated or not when like. There was some part in the Calvin bits where, you know, where like obviously he kept fucking murdering Gamsey and he was just kept getting back up. Yeah. I don't remember if he, I don't remember if it ever said like Gamsey can't die or not, but probably something like that to that effect. I wouldn't be surprised if Hussey like literally said it. Um let's see. Uh Dave keeps talking about how hot uh Jane is. Um
1: Dave's got to stop.
0: <laughs> this is this is much funnier to me because it, it she's not like his mom. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I find this, I think this conversation is really, is really fucking funny. Um, I love the, the line, uh, where Tracy's like, what would John think? And Dave is like, what if we ran an experiment for the rest of our lives where we saw what happens if we never tell him? (laughs) It's really good. He just cannot stop being like, yeah, dude, Jane is super fucking hot. (laughs) Um, and then Roxy is like, yeah, you're right. And he's like, thank you. Uh, great conversation. Um, really good. <laughs> and then at the end, when uh, Teresi is like, Dave thinks your mom is hot, and John's like, what? <laughs> so good, so good. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the, the last one. Um, of our of our little select. Uh, it is another little heartwarming one. Um, and it makes me feel a little bit better about about poor poor Jake. Um. John and Jake, uh, have their own little conversation, um, and it's, it's also really nice, um, they, they talk about being movie nerds, um, and, uh, John kind of helps Jake, uh, have a more positive outlook, because Jake is really shaken at this point, um, he's also, like, really having a difficult time around all these people, uh, and John is like, hey, if, if, if you don't want to be around people, like, that's fine, like, the version of you in my universe literally went and lived on a remote island and never saw anybody besides Jade. Um, and, but he was also like a cool adventure guy. So like, you can be that kind of person. Um, and what's, what's the, where's the line here? Uh, he says like changes, changes are good. Um, and if you're aware of yourself changing, then like, that's also good. Um, which I think is just kind of a generally important thematic thing to, to this comic. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah uh it's it's a sweet conversation um he's like yeah jake you're you're swell and uh it's okay to be an introvert um it's fine um i like it a lot also there's the bit uh where where is it um they talk about uh john never knew nana growing up uh except as her ashes um and Jake is like we had a much more dignified we had a more dignified way of preserving bodies. You ever seen Weekend at Bernie's? <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I love Jake. He's great.
1: I yeah, I this conversation is so nice because like the I I I I love all of these characters somewhat equally, but man, did the 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 strylons really have like a monopoly on family interaction mm-hmm. uh between the betas and the alphas uh yeah you're you're really gonna get a great feel for it going forward because we're not gonna get that many like john and jane conversations or jake and jade or jake and john or jane and jade jane and jade like, <laughs> all these jays yeah all, all these jays uh i i, I when, it, when it all comes down to it they they really don't get enough interaction yeah i mean it's... i mean J- jake and jane and john and jade like they those pairs like interact like I, I i am satisfied with how much they interact with each other but i just wish there yeah. was more with the others
0: yeah it it, it, it makes sense because like you know the 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 this you call them the strylons like yeah they kind of have a whole thing established from the front that like they have parental there is parental strife in their household and they have issues with that and they're shaped by that growing up. Um and I mean John has dad, who yeah. all we've ever seen is a very positive relationship between the two. Um and dad is also like not a not one of these characters. Um But like, yeah, the the Egberts and the Harleys were always like really separated from their their counterparts. So like it it makes sense, but this is such this is this is a nice conversation, I do. <laughs> I would appreciate more of it.
1: You you just calling them the Harleys and the Egberts is really funny. <laughs> there there's two more last names in there The Harleys and buddy. The, the Harleys and the
0: Eggberts and the Englishes and the Crockers, okay? I How many syllables is that? That's a lot of fucking syllables. I, I I've, for, I've, I, <laughs> I've I for, known I'm gonna beat talk, the shit out of you. Talk. Speak. <laughs> I'm just I was just gonna say I've known the last names Egbert and Harley for many years more than I knew the English and Crocker, so I'm just gonna fucking say those, and you know what I mean.
1: I, th- there's like this one, like like Stryland is like really easy to say. People tried to like come up with like a compound last name for the <laughs> Harley Egbert Crocker English family, and it's I can never remember it because it's so evil.
0: I yeah it's d- d- it's not going to fucking flow off the tongue naturally. It's going to sound like shit. <laughs> yeah, I I do kind of wish there was more of this this like this because yeah. it's John and Jake are like so molded after each other and it's so perfect that for them to be like stupid movie dipshits. Yeah. Um but yeah. yeah, it's good. I appreciate J-
1: Jake it. and John being like complete dorks is really great and I I feel like there's like really untapped potential, uh, with Jade and Jane. Like they're mm-hmm. they're they're the two evil ones right now, and they have the thing in common where they they were both supposed they, they were both heiresses in like one ti- in in one timeline, uh, and I I feel like nothing is like really ever explored between those two. Mm-hmm. It 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 makes me sad.
0: Yeah, or like you know uh Jane and John talking about having dads. That'd yeah. be cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the 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 yeah. The starters and the Landes really have a do have a monopoly on this kind of thing, you're right. It's it's nice. Um I like this conversation a lot. And uh that's like that's 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 kinda it. Um Jake also talks about uh how he doesn't feel like uh, he feels, like, exposed, um, and he does, he feels like people objectify him, uh, which is, like, damn, I kind of feel bad about, like, joking about all that stuff before, because, like, it, maybe it, it's, clear it has actually affected him. <laughs> yeah. Um, we, we've given Jake too hard a time sometimes, even though he's an idiot. Uh, poor guy. Um, yeah, uh, it's over. And that's, that's pretty much <laughs> we it. We made it. Yeah. Uh Riska calls everybody to, to meet and then we're done. Um I, I guess we'll have a tactical meeting next time. Um Yeah, fun stuff. Uh geez. That was a lot of homestuck.
1: That was a lot of Homestuck. Uh, <laughs> it was it,
0: it was a, it was there a critical mass of Homestuck, but it was all quality content. Um, really really just... Generally just good good stuff. Um, I liked it. Uh, I feel weird about the... I, I like the exploration of all the, the characters at this point. Um, I still... It has made me feel weirder about the retcon timeline. I think maybe the point is that I'm supposed to feel weird about the retcon timeline. Um, yeah yeah you are be- <laughs> okay yeah because like i can't imagine getting to this point um and like looking at the way that like riska is behaving and being like yeah this whole thing was like good or like this is supposed to be good um because like yeah it we've had there's like there's so much good stuff like the roxy and rose like is is so good um and but then you look over and like riska is just is frisked from 4000 pages ago and it's like oh this is weird. Yeah. So yeah. It, um
1: uh yeah, it's definitely supposed to feel weird because the the comic spends so much time like musing on the fact that there are alternate versions of characters that are out there uh-huh. and it it's like the 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 comic itself is like, "Hey, maybe you should care about all these dead versions of these dead characters because they they're they're just as important as the ones you do care about, and then all of a sudden, the comic just pulls the rug out, and all and and you you have now lost all but two of the the, the quote unquote relevant characters, and everyone else is just replaced with what was once irrelevant characters, and it yeah it- yeah it's it's definitely supposed to feel weird because like. It's doing that thing that it, it it was alluding to for like a while about like the relevance of irrelevant versions of characters.
0: Yeah, it's like we've been just like it's been flipped upside down, where it's like oh, suddenly these versions that were like oh the versions that we were so attached to and acquainted with are like now they're the dreamable ghosts.
1: Yeah, it's 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 one hundred percent the point, and it's going to <laughs> it's gonna it's gonna keep talking about it like further in. Okay.
0: I'm not surprised. It's, it, it, it's it's pretty clear that like it's supposed to be fucking weird. But yeah. Um What are we reading next week?
1: What are we reading next week? More words, obviously.
0: Oh oh, oh alright. I guess <laughs> I guess we can just wrap up then. We're we're reading more
1: words next time, everybody. <laughs> uh next week, uh our page range is gonna be seventy-five sixteen to 7634. Okay.
0: More words on the on the table. Um we are we are uh two hours in. Um I am really hungry. Uh do you want to wrap this one up so I can go get dinner?
1: I guess we can do that.
0: Alright, that's great. Um well <laughs> in that case uh you've been listening to a homesuck podcast. I am Aiden
1: And I'm John.
0: Uh, John, we'd like to thank our lovely patrons.
1: I'd love to shout out to the big seven caffeine Haven, Gareth F Simon Martins, Corin, Ina E and Darsh. Thank you for money.
0: Big shout outs. Thank you guys. Uh, if you would like to join, uh, those that, that, uh, rundown of lovely names, you can go to patreoncom slash and, uh, give us your money. Um, we, uh, if you want to give us a little bit of money, then you can get uh, John to read your name at the end of the, the episodes. Um, I can also do it if you want me to, but like I, nobody has ever said that, so I guess nobody loves me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you give us, uh was it, five books, uh, you get to listen to our episodes in advance, so we release them on Friday night or some, uh, on early Saturday, uh, just so you can get the, the weekend relaxation experience with us, uh, rather than just on Mondays and give us $10 a month, which is a lot. Uh, but you know, it's, it's your choice. Uh, you get to listen to our, uh, intermission episodes, uh, before they go public, uh, which is supposed to be a month, but we've been really mean about it and we haven't made many. So they are often held hostage for a long time. So right now, uh, the payload episode is, our Rebuild of Evangelion episode. Yeah. Um, it's a pretty good one. It's like three hours long. Um, and I think we have a lot of good discussion about it. So, again, if you want to give us money for any of those uh, wonderful perks, you can go to patreon.com hpcast and and uh, give us your dollars or whatever currency you may use. Um, I would also like to extend a huge shout-out to all of our other listeners. Well, all of our listeners' in general I don't know if it's like others. It's always a weird dynamic doing such these shout-outs. Um, I love to give a huge shout out to all of our listeners. Um, thank you so much for sticking around. Uh, it really means a lot that anybody is like tuning in at all. Um, very cool. Uh, that we're we're getting into the comic and we got people listening to us. It's like you're on a journey with us. Um, so yeah. Uh, love you guys. Uh, two thumbs up. Um, really appreciate it.
1: Four thumbs up.
0: Yeah. There you go. Um, I would like to give. I know our last not, our last shout out, as always, is to Alex, our artist and editor. Enables everything we do around here. Uh, we love him, greatest guy. Uh, shout out to Alex. Uh, thank you. And uh, I guess with that, um, we will see you next week. Uh, when we continue reading with pages seventy five sixteen to seventy six thirty four i uh, see you guys next time. See
1: ya.